0: Next train to arrive at Platform 20 is the delayed 12.34 Get With The Wicked service to Yourfest, calling at Slough, Reading, Aldershot, Bracknell, Didcot, Yately, Winnersh, Taplow, Burfield and YourFest. This train is formed of two coaches. Please be aware that tickets marked Latitude Festival only are not valid on this train. The next train to arrive at Platform 20 is the delayed 12.34 Get With The Wicked service to YourFest. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of YourFest, the podcast that is all about music festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my no co-host and conductor on the YourFest Express, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you doing today?
1: no I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. How
0: are you? I'm very well. I'm going to take up a new career in trade announcements. Yes.
1: Well, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, for the benefit of the listener, um, I actually, I got to witness that live just now for the first time, just like you guys listening did. Uh, So what a treat.
0: A treat indeed. And um, Preston is the biggest train station in the UK that still uses a manual public address system to announce their trains. So a little fact for people there, but we're not here to talk about trains, Tommy. So for anybody that's not listened before, do you want to, to explain show. what this podcast is all about?
1: Yeah. Uh, Your Fest is a podcast about music festivals where every week we invite guests on to talk about their dream music festival. Uh, any any three artists, any headliners, is dead or alive and they have to give the festival a name and set a location for it.
0: Yes. And our guest this week is BBC Breakfast presenter on Radio 5 Live, Chris Warburton, who also does some excellent podcast documentaries that you can find on BBC Sounds. He's done one about uh, rave music, the history of rave music, which is called Ecstasy, the Battle of Rave. And he's also done one about one of my favourite subjects, which has never come up on this podcast before, um, all about the Waco siege, which is called End of Days, which I would thoroughly recommend. And he also has an absolute love of music. So, Tommy, this will be a good podcast, I think. Yeah, I didn't... What's this about you being into... uh into Waco well you see Tommy I'm actually a branch Davidian and um um uh, <laughs> no I just uh when I was when I was at university I became obsessed with that uh, with Waco um I just find it really uh interesting
1: no seriously so, though that that uh, have you listened to it that podcast
0: well it would be awkward if I hadn't and now we're recording <laughs> this intro and uh this is all being committed to tape so yes either,
1: e- either way yeah well I I have an um I'm biased because I've uh, you know I've worked with Chris for years, but that um, that podcast is absolutely brilliant. Like fascinating, like you said, it's it's just it's weird. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. That's what we'll say. It's mind blowing.
0: Should we get into this episode then? Let's. This is episode twenty of Your Fest with Chris Warburton. Let's go. The train now departing. Episode twenty or something. <laughs> choo choo. Choo choo. chris walbert and welcome to your fest and to the your fest planning committee how are you doing today i'm very very well are you are you okay you good i'm i'm very well thank you thank you for asking how's how are you doing tommy very well mate very very very
1: well
2: how how are you doing (laughs) johnny (laughs) (laughs) i'm
0: all right thanks is this how it always
2: goes a lot of how are you this is like when i'm when i'm presenting a breakfast program right because you do loads of loads of guests over three hours i must get asked how i am about 50 times (laughs) <laughs> I oh, just need yeah, to say, at up. the beginning of the program, I just want to go, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, ne- I'm never going to tell you if I'm not fine anyway. So anyway, there we are.
1: Do, do you ever just go, do you ever just feel like
2: going, I'm, I'm fucking shit, mate, actually? Yeah, to be honest, um, I'm absolutely um, knackered. Have you seen the time? It's six o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, good. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm, we're all good. That's good.
0: We're all fine. Get that headline, get that underlined. We're sorted. Um, So we're here to talk about music festivals. Are you a fan of them is our opening question.
2: Yes, I am. I am a big fan of music festivals. I have always gone, well, not always, but I have gone to a lot of music festivals, lots of different music festivals, and I try to cling on as desperately as I can into my, you know, older years of still trying well to known? go to yeah exactly still trying to go to music festivals and you know we and now we go to we go to one that we go to with the kids every year as well which isn't quite the same but it's good it's very good and so we have fun and yeah you know i've always loved festivals what is it Do you want to give
1: it a shout out the kids yeah absolutely
2: kids 100% uh it's in north yorkshire and it's called deer shed and we've been there for the last sort of seven or eight years and without getting too heavy that was obviously you know, this year was the first year we weren't able to go because of COVID and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's been worrying, hasn't it, for smaller festivals like that, the future, were they going to be able to exist. I think they've got a load of money off this government fund in the last week or so. So they're going to be able to carry on. But, you know, I've got so many good memories of that play. Last year, I saw Steve Mason, you know, of the beta band. And yeah. just a little memory of dancing around with my eight-year-old girl. To Steve Mason, <laughs> Good, you know, you kind of keep the dream alive a little bit, and and that's a nice memory. to them, I can't imagine doing that with my parents when I was a little kid. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a cool thing to go to.
0: Do they enjoy it? Like you say, don't care, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they not the one booking the tickets? They really want to see the guy from the beat band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a massive highlight. I mean, I remember, I remember one day what we normally do. is there's enough entertainment for the adults, you know, in the evening. There's only one little bit of entertainment, do you know what I mean? Like a DJ or whatever. And what we do, there's a group of dads. Um, we'll go out, Well, we know a bunch of people who will go with their children as well. So the dads will go out on the Friday evening, do their thing. And then the, the mums will go out on the Saturday evening and, you know, you get the idea and, and, and then the, the dads will stay by the tent and all the rest of it. Um, and, um, I, I remember like last year we kind of went on a quite big one on the Friday, came back and it was absolutely rinsing it down with rain the next morning. And this is the sort of, you know, payback because my youngest daughter was like, I need the toilet, I need the toilet. And you're in the tent and it's tipping it down with rain. You feel, oh, fuck death. That. You feel like death. And I was like, okay, get up, get up, get up. Okay, get up and I sort of, you know, put on <laughs> whatever you can. Unzip the thing and there's mud everywhere and i'm walking along and literally it must have been about five half five in the morning and any oh, no. you i would have just heard me just going be quiet be quiet shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> awful 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 parent but listen the payback is uh they love it and it's a massive thing on their uh, calendar for the year now, you know, and, and they were they were gutted that it wasn't going to be happening this year. So
1: yeah. they made friends.
2: They made friends there. Like, or, uh, well, like just... their mates go anyway. So you know, okay, there's, yeah. there's a whole troop of people who will go around, and so they've got a load of their mates from school there, and they've seen some some great people, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Gaz Coombs uh, last year, oh, was amazing. In a yeah, really little tent, and or maybe it was a couple years ago, and I had one of them on my shoulders, and it was, and he did move in and acoustic version of moving at the end it was like his own track. One of the greatest songs of all time. Doesn't really do superglass tracks that often in his live set and he just did it as the encore and i just thought all right my kid has no idea what this tune is but <laughs> you know, she, she can feel she like will do now he's loving it and i don't know man it's just it's nice for them to get an idea of what that whole experience is like and you know maybe it'll just be something they feel naturally drawn to because some people will never have gone to festivals will they because they think Well, oh, is it really for me and all the rest of it but they'll know it's for them straight away which which for me is great well your co-hosts
1: of. uh Five Life Breakfast, Ellie, wh- who we had on the pod. Oh, yeah. and She said, I mean, she she said, because when she was growing up, it just wasn't obviously Glastonbury existed ages ago, but it just it wasn't a thing, really, was it in the 80s and in, in the 70s and 80s? And she was like, I would have gone to them probably. But it was and great. it's the it was... same with my mum, like they weren't really a thing until like the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Were my, they?
2: my thing was more than 90s, but there was there was hardly anything still. There was Glastonbury, there was Reading. Uh, yeah. there was the, I mean, there was, there was quite a lot of rave events, world dance and all those kind of things. And then there was the Phoenix festival, which was around Stratford. And that was more sort of slightly more eclectic stuff, you know? Uh, but other than that, we, we used to go to these things called the essential festival. Uh, there was one in Brighton and then there was one in Finsbury park. I remember going to, I found an old um, program for that. The other, the headliners on one evening, right? This is with the della Soul were in their prime in one tent. This was all at the same time. Gil Scott Heron was in another wow. tent. And Lee Scratch Perry was in another tent. I remember I mean, literally for about 20 minutes, I was just standing there going, uh, uh, do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> and then finally made up my mind as to where the hell to go. But, you know, you had to find those things. It wasn't like it is now where... Wait, it, can I guess?
1: Can I guess where you went? Mm-hmm. hmm I think... <laughs> oh, shit, now I've changed my mind already. I think you went...
2: At that time... Yeah, you would have gone with De La I knew you'd say that, but I didn't. I went with Gil, I went ah. with brother Gil, man. Uh, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, because the problem is, I, I used to, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of times that I saw Gil Scott Heron but half the time you wouldn't see him because he was dealing with massive drug problems, and you know, he's sort of you know you had a well publicized kind of crack addiction and but there was always this ch- this track he did called angel dust which was about the perils of you know getting into pcp and stuff like that and it was like angel dust and it was there like, you don't want to do it and all this kind of stuff and i was like <laughs> you should listen to some of your own advice man Was only was <laughs> now you're doing crack and cancelling all the gigs I bought tickets <laughs> to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's like it's like when I always think that when NWA did uh, did
2: express yourself. Yeah, don't about, smoke. Probably Can't stand Seth. Can't stand Yeah. Set, can't stand Come, set.
1: yeah. Coming out no. of Dr. Dre's mouth and then. it's pretty quick.
2: <laughs> and
1: then one year later, he's got an album called
0: yeah. the, fucking the Chronic, the chronic <laughs> with a with a with a marijuana leaf. After the show, he went, "Buddy, <laughs> looking for the dope man." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Rain damage on the mic don't manage. Uh, <laughs> I never got that because I was like
1: I was when I was first getting into the train, NWA I was like, is he is this are they being ironic?
2: Like, it, 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 I just couldn't tell. And I still can't, actually. I can't decipher no, wh- I think whether at the it's... Time, I think at the time they were they were kind of, oh, not not so good. But, <laughs> but that, but that, yeah, you're right, though. It changed very, very quickly. <laughs> it was very, very... Led along.
1: It's Snoop's fault, isn't it? Yeah, it's all Snoop's like, fault. Have you ever tried this stuff? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a motherfucking oh, yeah. album about this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One toke. Uh, anyway, what was, was that, that? That the first festival that you went to, or Oh, yeah. I suppose it would have been. Yeah, thinking about. It. I mean, but it, it wasn't
2: a stayover festival. So does that does that still count? Yeah, we'll take yeah, any festival probably does. It was over a series of days, so yeah, I think it. Thinking about it, probably was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Was it the bright? Was it the Finsbury Park one that you went to then? yeah I'm thinking about it now.
2: so it was Brighton stammer Park, which was next to the university. This was the, this was the time when I um, mean it's like a dirty word now, isn't it? but I was quite into because <laughs> you're, you're younger, you guys will be like what an admission. I was quite into acid jazz) <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know. I know, I I know, mean, I know, I, I know. know. So,
1: listen,
2: it was all these bands, like... <laughs> I just um... think
1: of Howard Moon, Howard Moon. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know,
0: I know, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a trance, a jazz trance, every day he does this. It's a pretty delicate procedure, getting him out.
2: Ah! Ah! Don't do that, ever. Why? Never do that to a man when he's in a
1: jazz trance. Why? I could have a heart attack. Oh, it's like sleepwalking. I was deep in the juju then.
0: I was chasing the train. So what? Why don't you try doing some work?
2: I'm going to get around to my work, aren't I? Oh, yeah. This is my early morning procedure. Oh, God. So there was all these bands like, um, there was Mother Earth, Urban Species, um, um Galeano. You know Galliano? Oh, right. Do you remember those guys? <laughs> Did you ever hear of them? Oh, no, I'll have no. to send you some of this stuff, Tommy. You'll, you'll piss yourself even more. Um, <laughs> I'll probably like it though. I usually like what you you recommend. Well, it was was a time and place, you know. And the the weird thing is, you know, there's this big kind of um, London and Manchester kind of jazz thing going on at the moment. And it's really Mm. highly regarded and it's cool as hell and all the rest of it. That's kind of how all of that was viewed at that time. You know, this is like uh, another period of that. And so I'm sort of... Slightly worried that the people who are into all of this now in <laughs> twenty years time are going to go. I was quite into that jazz suit in the twenty twenties. People will go, ah, you fucking loser! So, it just, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: just takes. It takes one. It just takes one thing, doesn't it? It just takes like me being fifteen, well, a whole generation, and Howard Moon being an absolute.
2: Yeah. Like, lose, an absolute it, loser and just exactly. always saying that he in, loves acid jazz. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's all it takes to just yeah. denigrate <laughs> an entire kind of musical <laughs> movement, really.
1: Someone was saying this, I think I, I might have mentioned this on this podcast before, but about um, Alt-J. Did you see that Alt-J parody? Yes, I did. And, I did. And I saw someone tweet like a couple of weeks ago just saying, or maybe a couple of months ago now, um, just saying it's mad how those two lads who were just stoned eating like what, Rice Krispie bars, ruined Dolce's whole career. Know.
3: They've Try not been out since. I know, just, well, just... I,
2: I hadn't, I hadn't um, seen that until I saw that tweet that you're talking about where they said it's mad that they ruined their career. And I was like, what is all of this? And then I think to myself, I haven't heard from them for ages. And then I watched that video and I thought, okay, <laughs> this, this, this feels like the reason why, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Have I showed it you, Johnny? So, no, I was just going to say, it's like Bo Selector absolutely ruined Craig, Craig David. Craig David was like the totally. hottest prospect in like UK Garage. and Yeah. Like the Bo Selector thing absolutely ruined him. That's right. He just sort of come back now as a DJ and things like that. And
2: but, the, but the weird thing about that is he sort of, I guess he went along with it at first, didn't he? And thought, oh, yeah, this, he, he, he this is fun. Himself. Yeah, and he was... Didn't he call him uh, Craig Davis? Bow, oh, selector.
0: Oh, it's Craig Davis. <laughs> nice to meet you. What is it, Craig Davis? Yeah, how's things been. I'm good. I thought I'd just come and congratulate you, you know. thought you were bow. You're a proper bow, But, you know, you did all right for yourself.
2: When he came on, he's like, mate, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> and... And like, he went along with it. And then, obviously, he sort of realised quite how damaging it was. But you're right. But, but I, th- I think
0: Craig David's a talented guy, isn't it? He? So he's been able to go oh, one yeah. way or another. Have you been to many music festivals overseas? Or is it mainly the UK sort of <laughs> uh, I've seen? Yeah, no, no,
2: mainly in the UK. We, we, we went to one in uh, Ireland, uh, uh, just outside Dublin, called the Electric Picnic. Um, that was actually for my stag do uh which yeah is that a bit well, i can see your face johnny i think
0: i think it's a brave move to go on a music festival for a statue because music yeah. festivals are very organized almost aren't they you have to be organized to do it and be places
2: yeah although it was only the organization of getting to the airport and then we had uh one of those companies that put up all the tents you know oh, when nice. you get there. And we had a minibus guy who obviously completely hated us (laughs) um, and then had to come and pick us up again at the end of the festival when he hated us even more. So he must have been looking forward to that. Um, And yeah, no, I know what you mean, but it was probably about 12, 15 of us. And I was just sick of doing the whole going to Amsterdam or going to Edinburgh or going to bloody Berlin. Copenhagen. You know what I mean? And I just went, I'm not doing that. I love music festivals. You all love music festivals. Uh, let's go to one, and uh, it was a really, you know, I mean, you don't want to be cliched, but it was they, it was a bloody good crowd in Ireland. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were, they were proper. And we always used to go to Bestival on the Isle of Wight uh, year after year after year, and it was, ver- I think, it's pretty much the same um, lineup uh, to a degree, you know, there or thereabouts, and so it was similar kind of people I guess, going along to it. are they
1: like are they connected is it-
2: don't think so but well i, I don't know because festivals always give it the whole kind of and it's been curated by so and so don't they and like mm-hmm. festivals always robbed the bank robbed the bank and it yeah. was kind of you know we used to go to a night in london called sunday best which is where his record label came from and then um and then the festival started and uh it's all like curated by so-and-so, isn't it? But then you sort of think to yourself, it's not really that, is it? You know, pluggers <laughs> and whatever come along and go, we've got so-and-so this day. And they're like, yeah, all right, we'll have them. And then you realise that, yeah, and you realise that massively when you start looking at comparisons with foreign festivals, because like I say, it's a pretty similar lineup. So I don't, I don't think there's any connection, but there was a very, very similar vibe. And it was, uh, it was cool. I wore a... Um, it was kind of like... It was a Mexican wrestling mask. <laughs> but It was a sort of black and silver one. So it was almost... Gimp a gimp mask then, yeah. The whole time. <laughs> and I wore that for the entire weekend. And we terrorised people, really. And I remember talking to two really quite attractive girls. And this mask had a tiny little mouth. So to try and get any food in was really difficult. And I remember just saying to this girl, I was going, can I have a, um, a lick of your ice cream? And she went... <laughs> Yeah, all right. And so she gave me and I, and I and I remember just planting the entire thing through <laughs> this little hole in the Mexican and then just yeah. legging it off. But that 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 mask was, uh, was you was trick. I you know what a dick. Prick. What a dick. What an absolute <laughs> ass. <laughs> but it was my stag do, you know. So you oh yeah, you're easy to you'll be, a, you'll be a dick. You never get down. away with these things. But who was
1: that? My my my, my 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 mates um uh this isn't festival related, but it's it's it, for my mate stag do last year. Rather than going with a sort of cliche um, costume, so you knew it was a stag do, we we all made him. Everyone chipped in, and then I think his brother and one of his best mates went to Sports Direct. <laughs> <laughs> they, got in, like, they got in some of those Lonsdale trainers and yeah. then like, it's like Don A clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, oh. I mean, we'll, I think we'll have to tweet out the pictures, like he will hate it for it, but uh, oh yeah, three-quarter length Bambros, but then with like, <laughs> with like black shoes, with like school shoes. <laughs> so it was kind of like... It was not obvious it was a stag dude, but if people saw him, they would think it's his actual clothes. <laughs> Which I think is way better than any stag do thing I've ever heard because well, yeah, he had the shame of just it's being, on like, the edge. At least if you at least if you're dressed as a fucking banana or a WWE superstar, like people know. But <laughs> if you see him, you're just like, who's that like really badly dressed guy
2: amongst all those lads?
0: I also, also I, funded all of Newcastle's transfer business from the sound of things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, I, I remember like talking to clothes on a stag do. My best mate, I, he, he again was sick of, of doing all the, you know, going everywhere and anywhere type of thing. And he said, uh, I just want to go down Brighton, which was near where we were brought up. And um, we sort of did the thing and, and we bought him very, very conservative old woman's clothes, like what you would wear to like sunday to church yeah something like that and i remember we've been out for the day we've been out for the day we went to see the football right and then we went to the dogs and he was still as this quite conservative old woman and then we said right we've got to get go, we're going to go back to this bar which we had kind of sorted out that they were okay with us going into even though we were a group of lads And he said, what am I going to do with the old woman's stuff? Because they're not going to let me in there. And I said, no, 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 all right. Take all the old woman's stuff off. And he took all the old woman's stuff off and just left it in a flower bed next to the dogs, right? Next to the entrance to the dogs. I I thought to myself as we left, I thought, who's going to look at a full set of old women's clothes just in the flower bed next to the dog track? Anyway, we then go down to the bar and we get in and it's about sort of three, four in the morning. And I went, anyway, mate, have you had a good time? Have you enjoyed it? And he went, yeah, 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 mate, yeah. And he just pointed down and I looked and this is like a normal bar in Brighton. And, you know, those sort of um, very soft looking slippers that old women will wear next to the fire like brown or black ones that are just yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of tied up at the top. He was just yeah. sitting there, wearing a pair of those in the front. I was just like, you know, but in all his normal clothes, so the bouncers would have been like, yeah, you can come in. Yeah, you're all right. It's a proper old woman's pair of slippers.
0: Anyway. Oh, God. Right. Uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, sorry, Charlie, go on. Nothing. I was gonna say. Oh, my brother's stag do. We went to um, Bratislava, and um, we went to this bar, and uh, there was a doorman on the bar. And one of my brother's mates was like, uh, "Is this a is this a good bar? Is this a good bar?" And the doorman was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He was like, "Is there a lot of girls in there? A lot of girls?" And the bar, the doorman was like, "Yeah, loads. Come in, come in, come in." So we went in, and we walked in, and we were the only men in there, just <laughs> full, full of women. I, <laughs> I mean, it took us probably about five minutes to look around and go. Hold on, it's a lesbian bar in it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't lying though. No, it was uh, to, be, to be to his credit in a second language, he told us the absolute truth. There was a lot of girls in that bar, yeah, yeah, just none of them interested in you, yeah, <laughs> which I'm wait. quite used to, to be honest. But that you know, at least they had an excuse.
1: I can't wait, I can't wait to edit. Um... Shit, one of you all know the uh you know that song, that tune, I was dancing in a lesbian, but oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is it? you gonna, gonna go
0: it it, not skeptor, right. too many men, too many, many men,
1: too many, that's too many men. That's true, that's a good one as well. Oh, that's gonna he's he's Matt DeMarco's hero, that guy. What's his name? Oh fuck, hold on. It's gonna annoy me. I was dancing. Also, um whilst I'd be a rubbish host it is right Jonathan Ri- Jonathan <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Richmond that's it oh I know him yeah yeah, right. yeah. Okay. so um, I was going to ask you uh, before we go on to your mm. uh, festival and this is in no way because Chris asked me to ask him this um, what is <laughs> I will delete that what's your worst festival experience
2: I'm glad you asked me that Tommy <laughs> <laughs> Uh <laughs> come completely out of the blue this one <laughs> can i uh again i've got to check because does a weekend indoors event count as a festival yeah. over a it's series a broad, of days yeah festivals are, i don't know if this would church, I, i'll tell you show. it just because it, it got me thinking because i was i was listening to your podcast while i was going out for a run the other day and suddenly this event popped into my head that i haven't thought about for years and this was because my my other best mate, Grant, he, um, he's worked in gaming for years, yeah, uh, around kind of marketing for some of the, the really big titles. And he said to me one, one day, he said, uh, do you want to come to this event? I've got tickets to this event. Um, it's at the XL in London. And I said, all right, well, what's it all about? He goes, it's called um, Weekend at Dave's, right? And yeah. basically, it was put on by Nuts magazine. Oh, oh. Right, was Lucy Pinder there? Well, this is the thing. This is the thing, right? And so, he he was going because he had a stand for new game or whatever it was, and he had to kind of manage the, you know, the promotional. And it was then it was promotional girls. There's no doubt about it. You know, that was that was the deal. And um, I said, I I thought I'm not doing anything else. You know what I mean? So I might as well. And it was it was without question the worst thing I've ever been to in my life. So it was it was cars girls um video Uh games and all of all of that yeah uh, but you're talking about just you know in a in a bar of girls this was just like an aircraft hangar full of horny lads basically right and there was a bit nerds as well presumably nerds generally do you remember like uh, it was when abby (laughs) abby titmus you remember abby titmus and she was i remember well at the time she was Honestly, and, yeah. and she was doing this. I don't know what the hell. Once she's on stage, what she was doing, but it was like Abby Titmuss is on later, and everyone's like,
3: "Oh my
1: god!" It was
2: like, you
1: know, she was, she was like, yeah, for for about six months, she was like the hottest girl in the seen. UK. Yeah, this yeah, she, exactly and she was it. on like Celebrity Brother and stuff.
2: Yeah, but the bit, but the bit I remember most was um i remember grant saying to me check this bit out and we walked down and there was this series of jacuzzis next to each other and basically there were these lads queuing and then you could book a time and then you could and pay money to then have a jacuzzi with some girls who had been at some point in nuts magazine and so in the end it was like these Horny lads in a jacuzzi with (laughs) probably their mates or some other lads (laughs) with maybe two or three girls who have been in nuts lately, and the public also just walking by. (laughs) So we were walking past, like going, "Oh yeah," and it's just like,
0: "What are you? what, What are
2: you getting from this?" From the, you know, from these women who no doubt absolutely hate you and definitely don't want to shag you. That is fuck that I I, I was uh, expecting
1: some story about like falling falling in the mud or something. Not this fucking weird.
0: No,
2: sex, it, was, sex it was
0: as I was running, I was just thinking to myself, Shit, did
2: that did that actually happen? But it did. Even, but that was even a different Blackpool time. Beach
0: is cleaner than the water that must have been in those jacuzzis. <laughs> oh, oh, terrible!
2: Oh it's God. not really a festival, is it? But. No, it's yeah. a good story though. Yeah, there it is. Just
1: came into my, my head. Fu- fu- funny story. My my mum bought me I... <laughs> a
2: jacuzzi. <jikizi. laughs>
0: Your mum listens to this <laughs> podcast as well, Tommy. <laughs> <or Tony. laughs> no, it's such an obvious place to go with the conversation, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, my mom. Uh, my mom bought me my first copy of *Nuts*, bless her, because I looked. I was. Like, <laughs> it I, I was on the. It was Jennifer Lopez on the front, but I. I had such a baby face. I didn't grow. Um, I, well, l- let's, let's face facts. I I, I didn't start <laughs> puberty till fairly late, so I was like 15. All my mates had copies. They could get. They could get. You know, serve them. I was. I remember. I've been to the. God, I sound like such a nerd as I say this. I'd just been to the doctor's uh, to get a new inhaler or something, and then I said, "Mom, can we? Can I? Can you get me the,
0: the latest copy of Nuts?" <laughs> and did she? Yeah, she did. She, oh, she even, good for her. She even booked him into a jacuzzi with her. Enemy, enemy, and nuts, please, Mom. <laughs> yeah. That should we move on to Chris's dream festival? Let's so do it. First Let's things it. first, we need a name for your festival and a location.
2: Okay, so I'm not 100% that you're going to know this place and then it's going to fall flat on its ass. But anyway, here we go, me hearties. We're going to see. Okay. Location coordinates 45.9996 degrees north, 1.2139 degrees west. We're going off the coast of France to the west of the town or city, I didn't check, called Rochefort. Ladies and gentlemen, we are having this festival on the one and only Fort Boyard. <laughs> oh <yes. coughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you like that? Hell.
0: Is Melinda oh, Messenger god. gonna be there?
2: Messenger and Grantham D- will be D- there D- in, <laughs> in, in in hologram form.
0: <laughs> Fuck!
2: Oh
1: my god! You know, well, you you know my younger brother well, Chris. He I he, do had, he had that as his Facebook. Yeah, by Maillard. I don't think he's still got it actually. But basically, it's his Facebook cover photo for ages. It like is. But it well, was... Uh, I, I, it, we, we used to love the fucking... It's, the, my favourite bit of that show is that mad scientist
3: in the tower. Yeah. Yeah, but but
2: I, I went and watched some of it back. Um, I don't know why. I was just quite, quite reacquainted with... I was lying in bed the other week, and I was thinking to myself, I knew I was coming on here, and I thought, where the hell am I going to have this? And I thought of a load of places that I just thought, Nah. And I was like, "It's weird. Out of things coming to you, I just thought Fort Boyard would be cool." Oh man! And then, and then I started watching some picture, some old footage of it. <laughs> when you look back at it now, because you've got Leslie Grantham, who's playing a sort of tough guy, isn't he? He's hard and he's constantly his it leather waistcoat, uh, leather waistcoat, and constantly threatening the guests, <laughs> most of whom are bigger than he is and like quite stacked guys. And he's like, if you mess this up, you know, and, and you think uh, Grantham had, had a long career of being a hard guy, even though he's not particularly, he wasn't particularly hard, was he? So you got away with it. And then the other big, than on that sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> and, and there's this, the other element is where, and this is again, the sort of very, very different world they have a, um, like a servant um, dwarf who, oh, shit, who takes yeah, them did. to each of the challenges because it's like the crystal maze, isn't it? Pretty much, Gosh. but on yeah, the board. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. say, right, go on. And he goes, right, go on. And he's going to take <laughs> you off to the challenge. And then, And then they take them away and you just sort of go...
3: What's what's going on here?
2: And then you've got oh, you know the, the Melinda Messenger, which takes us right back to the nuts discussion, I suppose, <laughs> doesn't it? But it, oh, what show! I love that show so much. Channel it, Five, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, look, and I thought I thought this would be when you look at pictures of it now, though. If you just look at the pictures, forget about the show. It looks such an awesome building, and I thought to myself, this would be amazing for a festival if they pick you up in a boat, you know, and off you go on the Friday, you arrive and because of the place itself so it's got a, a central yard and then there's all of these areas around it and you could kind of camp in the different areas, some of them will be rooms, some of them will be open places and in my yes. mind it's, it's one stage, right? That's all it is. There's no little bits here and there it's one stage and everybody's in on the whole thing and I, I've got a whole plan for how I want it to pan Great. out but I, I don't want to go I'll get, get ahead of myself so you can ask me other stuff
0: I was okay. just going to say the, the good thing about having it at Fort Boyard is you can have a sister festival and hold that one at Takeshi's Castle outside of
2: the
0: world yes yeah, yeah, that's a great nice.
2: idea we've got international already this is big thinking Johnny
1: what what's the uh so what's the name of the festival is it Fort Boyard Festival or...
2: I thought it could be Boyard um and then I thought because it was actually a Napoleonic sea fort. Right, So I thought mm. of calling it Napoleon's but then I didn't want to get confused with the casino of the same name in a residential <laughs> part of Sheffield. don't know if you've ever been there. <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, uh, have you been
2: there? It's actually quite good. It's the only casino I've ever been to that you get after a certain point in the night and they open these big glass doors and there's a massive um, curry buffet and you're like, <laughs> oh. And, and it sounds terrible on paper but actually in reality you're like, this is bloody perfect.
1: Is, how come you, I, I, well, obviously I went to Union Sheffield. How, how come oh, so you must
2: have been, you've been to Napoleon's then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. How come I've been there? I've lived a life, Tommy. <laughs> 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 do you know what I mean? That's oh, how, mate. I'm a legend, mate. I'm a 43-year-old ledge. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? You, you end up in places and, and that was yeah, one of do. them. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you I thought... That... Sorry, go on, go on. No, go on. What were you going to say? No, that,
1: that, um, well, I don't, I don't want to sound too, uh, like, uh, Pally, but obviously we know each other. But, um, that, you know, you, the way you're describing, um, I don't know if you've been there, Johnny, because it is in Manchester. The way you're describing Fort Bayard and the setup, do you remember we went to the Manchester, the, the International Beer Festival last year? Was it? Mm-hmm. Was, was it like, it kind of reminds oh. me of that. You, you, you know, like, all oh, the, the Victoria Baths. Yeah, Victoria Baths. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. yes. Have yes. There, Johnny? Victoria Baths? No, I've seen seen images. It's and very, very cool. It's so that, that
1: sort of vibe, Fort Boyard, isn't it? It could be like the, you know... It could
2: quite um, easily be with little... People up on the side. ...here and there. And there. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. But for for the name, for the name, I was thinking... I, I sort of said to my wife, I said, uh, I said, I'm going to suggest these fellas Fort Boyard. I said, because that's a cool place, right? And she went, what about um, the possibility of drowning? And I was like... Well, a this is not actually going to happen, so we're not having to worry about. <laughs> hey, you don't know. You don't health, know. Chris. Health and safety. <laughs> it's not like. Oh, good point. No, all right, let's cancel it. We don't want. <laughs> we don't want a fatality.
3: Lads, I uh, can't come on the uh, all, right,
2: all right, let's. Okay, <laughs> let's hypothetically cancel the event. <laughs> um, so, but I did like what she said uh, in terms of a name. So I'm going to call the festival Drowned in Sound. Nice. Yeah, you know, do you like that? Which I think is also a record label, actually. In
0: fact, I know it's a record label,
2: so I've stolen it in a way. But <laughs> more, con-
0: more concerned you- about a one-off uh, casino's name than their whole record label. <laughs> <isn't it>? <laughs>
2: That's
0: <laughs> a very good point.
2: That's a very good point. Yeah. Well, I'll let you worry about the legal Dr- approach. You know, drowning sanders never
0: given you a curry buffet. So,
2: well, a hundred percent. Not with a with a free with a CD. It would have been so easy to have, <laughs> have sorted. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're also going to need the days of the week that Drowned in Sands taking place. So okay,
2: you... I'm going classic. I'm going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm just doing it. I, I thought Good. you know we, we could we could go, but why bother? It's a it's a tried and tested thing, isn't it? I'll tell you what, as well. Um, this is a central plank of my entire thing because having a plank
0: if- having a at fort by
2: our very risky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your wife was probably right. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even seen the safety arrangements I've put in place for this Johnny for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> everybody attending has to wear a luminous vest and a life jacket. Have a little whistle. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. And a little light. We've <laughs> got it all sorted, all right? Um no, uh I thought, right, the, the basic idea, because everybody's turning up at the same place, yeah, um uh, my theme, have you ever... You know, you get this, like, immersive theatre, right? There's this group called Punch Drunk, or you get, like, Secret Cinema, and you're sort of right in there, aren't you? And I thought to myself, the Fort Boyard, of all places, lends itself to that sort of treatment. And so when, when you get there, okay, the, the food, the the stuff people are wearing, whatever... Is going to be reflective of the music that is on at that moment in time. Okay, now I know this is getting a bit carried away, but there's a brilliant music book. I don't know if you've ever read it before called "Last Night a DJ Saved My Life." It is one of the best books you can ever read. It's basically a history of DJing, right? That the 100 years of DJing, as they put it, and it takes you through all of the different eras and so a logical progression. So you go from like the swinging 60s, the sound systems reggae, ragga, and then you go through disco, hip-hop, house music, global dance music domination, and that is how this weekend is going to go as well. So it's going to progress through the ages of what you might associate DJ-related music to, yeah? But it's going to be the whole shebang. So if you're in the kind of sound systems of Jamaica, That's the kind of food you're going to get, yeah. If it's if it's disco on the Saturday, the clothes that the people who are working there will reflect that, etc., etc. I love that. (laughs) It's big, organized, but you get the idea, right?
1: I like that. You know what? That's such a that's quite a not a simple concept, but it's quite an obvious one, and I don't think anyone's had that before. Not been
0: done, mate. Not been done. Well, it's going to be happening.
2: <laughs> at Fort Boyard soon.
0: <laughs> so, should we start with the Friday at Fort Boyard and um, at Drowned in mm-hmm. Sound? Who yeah. are we all coming to see? Okay, so the Friday you're going to arrive,
2: and it's going to start with a bit of Northern Soul, right? That's going to get us into the get us into the groove straight away. You'll arrive. There'll be people doing all of that dancing around the place, and then as the day progresses, we move into some reggae, some rock steady, some ska. We're going to have some massive sound systems. Lee, Scratch, Perry, Toots and the Maytals, etc., And then we'll build into the evening, okay? And my evening headliners, can I have headliners? Yeah. yeah. My evening headliners, it's basically going to be a kind of soul and R&B <clears throat> review, classic old-style review. So you're going to have Marvin Gaye, you're going to have C.V. Wonder, you're going to have Nina Simone, you're going to have Minnie Ripperton, you're going to have... Aretha Franklin, right? That is my Friday night. I'm not going to, oh. you know, you could go on forever, but but that that is uh, that that'll do for now for the Friday for the I,
1: Yeah, that'll do nicely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what if you had to who's who's closing in, who's closing that night out if you had to pick one of those names
2: you just mentioned? <laughs> Tough. Do you know, uh stevie's got all the classics hasn't he but yeah and i love stevie to death man he's my my number one guy but i'd always just think i'd love to have seen marvin gay life
3: don't get in my way hey hey i know some places and i see some faces i got connections they dig my directions when people say that's okay they don't bother me I- Ready to make it, don't care what the weather Don't care about no trouble, got myself together I feel the kind of protection that's all around I come up hard, I've been for real, baby With the troublemanx I'm moving, going to town. I come up hard, I come up kidnapped There's only three...
2: You know, in his prime, yeah, giving, it, giving it the full... The full thing. And I think that'd be cr- cr- incredible. He he did a um a version. I don't know if you know when they do this thing where um they separate the vocal, you know, and they just you, you just hear the, the vocal. isolated track. Yeah, the isolated track. And I, I interviewed um Rob uh Halford from mm-hmm. um Judas Priest the other week. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh I talked to him about Johnny's smiling, he's loving that. You're a Judas Priest fan, Johnny?
0: Not not particularly, but I think Rob yeah. Halford's got an amazing story and, and... he has you know, to be openly gay man in heavy metal. Is exactly. An really? I didn't, I
1: didn't know that. Did yeah. You know yeah. That? Yeah. And
2: and also just, it's like uh, me. I'm the only openly bi-man in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not such a nice guy as Rob Halford. Um, <laughs> Ro- Ro- he, he was a, a really fundamentally lovely guy, you know, got his roots still firmly in, in the black country and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, he was I said to him about I can't remember which track it was but I told him about having heard a track where they had separated the vocal and we played it to him and he was like yeah I haven't heard that for ages just with the vocal separated and he goes and, I, and now I listen to it I can hardly believe that a human voice can sound like that I remember one night when I was staying with some friends recently well well before all this nonsense and um he and I said ah get it up in your telly get on the YouTube and it's Marvin Gaye doing um, I heard it through the grapevine in mm-hmm. a TV studio, and they separate the vocal, and we were all a bit wasted and watching this performance. And it's one of those where, you know, when you just had a bit too much to drink and whatever. You're just watching it, just kind of like, oh my God, this is just yeah. the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And it is, it yeah, is astonishing.
3: I bet you're wondering how I knew about your plans <laughs> to make me blue with some other guy you knew before between the two of us guys you know I love you more it took me by surprise I must say when I found out yesterday don't you know that I heard it through the grapevine not much longer would you be mine
2: oh, I heard so Marvin uh. Marvin live on a Friday after a day like that I know it's not a kind of Major kind of rock and roll type thing, but come on, man! People have been through a lot already. They've been on the boat. They've got fought know, yeah. by. They've been greeted by a holographic Leslie Grantham. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot. They've been eating some ackee saltfish. You know, they've been uh, getting involved with some northern soul. So they they need to be. They've had a wreath. They need to be oh. brought down a little bit of a level, a little bit of the funk as well with Marvin. But you know what? A, what a beautiful way of of the sun setting yeah. down. Onto, on to, bought oh, by art. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I,
1: I, I, no, I, he's, he's right up, <laughs> right up there for me, Marvin Gaye. My, my, my dad's always said that he's got, uh, he thinks he's got the greatest voice full all time. You know what I'd like to see as well? Because, um, I've been listening to this podcast called, don't, shit, another shout out for another podcast, whoops, but, uh, yeah, this podcast called Dissected, and the, this, it's just this guy, and he goes through like, just note for note and lyric for lyric, like modern classic albums. So he does like Beyonce's Lemonade. He does My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He does Frank Ocean's Blonde. And I've been listening to the Blonde one. And you hear the influences that Marvin Gaye has on Frank Ocean. And I just really, totally. it's one of those things that just, and Frank Ocean's quite elusive as well. Like, he, you know, he just, he's quiet for a few years and he pops up. Yeah. And um, that's one of those things that I just really, you know, this hype. Like, so I don't really like these hologram things unless it's uh, Leslie Grantham. Yeah, but,
0: uh, that's different.
1: But one of those, <laughs> my, my dream collaboration of all time would be to like if Marvin Gaye was still alive, what him and Frank Ocean would do. I think like yeah, yeah, yeah. they could do something. And again, it's this whole podcast is hypothetical, but that is uh, did, my did hypothetical. You,
2: did did have you ever come across a podcast called Disgrace Land? Do you know that podcast? So this name. this guy basically in America really well done. He takes um, an act or uh, a group who are kind of kind of hell raising in what they did at the time, and then basically tells the story, takes you through it. So there's um, there's one on like the Beach Boys and getting in with Charles Manson and all of that kind of stuff, and um, that's really really good. And uh, they, they they've done like like Led Zepp and, and whatnot, and um, there's a whole one on Marvin Gaye and. He, some of it is factually correct. Some of it is what he thinks would be happening behind closed doors that no one would ever know. And he gets into, you know, the chronic stage fright that Marvin Gaye had and uh, all of that. But also he gets into a lot of the kind of darker side of Marvin Gaye that a lot of people don't even properly, really probably aware of. And, uh, you know, some of it's pretty toe-curling stuff, if I'm honest. What sort of uh, stuff? Because I, I don't, yeah, like... In terms of excess... If we can put it right, like that, right? Okay, okay. You know? yeah. So uh, go and have a listen to that. It, it's it's an interesting thing, man. It's an interesting thing.
0: I think a lot of the time with Marvin Gaye, you think of his prime in the Motown era as well, and it's like, but he was still winning Grammys a year before he was killed. Yeah, he was like, so he still had loads more to to offer. Absolutely, right. It was yeah, just yeah a real, tra- real tra- like looking the way the it went as well. Yeah, Jesus incredibly Christ. tragic and incredibly sad, but he just still had a lot more to give in terms of musically and his voice. And like I say, he would have been in his 80s now, but if he was still with... Still alive, still with us. You can imagine uh, that voice still surviving.
2: You're getting if, into what you're getting into one of my pet hate territories there, Johnny. What, if he was still alive. If, if people were still alive.
0: It's been you're the wrong podcast be... if you want hypothetical.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is, I've actually been talking to Johnny uh, to Tommy about quite a lot of this recently, actually. Weirdly. It's enough. all
1: we've been talking about for the past week and a half. It's because of the
2: John Lennon, the John Lennon thing, you know. And and we we did a lot of stuff on the BBC about what if you know uh, john lennon would have been 80 this year and you go yeah okay <laughs> but he might not have been and and you also think you also think when's this when does this end you know
0: when what yeah. year do we
2: go oh so and so would have been 105 <laughs>
0: No, no, no one ever says, if he was still alive, probably would have been a bit of a dickhead.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> I- exactly. Like it had
0: that... gone like alt-right, you know. If it <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's just what amazing things they would have been doing by now.
0: But I do think sometimes it is. In- I know you don't want the hypotheticals, but it is interesting to think of what someone, someone like Kurt Cobain, for instance, who would still be mm. relatively young if he was still alive, and whether he would have carried because he was falling out of love with music and he wanted other projects. And if if mm-hmm. he had got through and made his mental health addi- and his That's addiction true. more manageable, would he still be making music? Would Nirvana have split up later that same year?
2: I did you he- did did you know where um um it smells like Teen Spirit the the phrase comes from do you know i only learned this in the last story it's, year. A, it's a
0: deodorant and
2: someone uh, exactly i can't
0: remember what her name is from bikini kill correct me, uh, God uh, yeah damn you
2: <laughs> Curse you. this is one of, my, <laughs> one of my one of my bloody things so
0: <laughs> kurt smells like teen spirit
2: thank Johnny, thank you, Johnny. Uh, can you let you... me now tell that and edit <laughs> out your <laughs> explanation
0: no where go. does where does where does it come from <laughs>
2: Johnny, um, (laughs) you're never
1: going to, yeah, you're never going to... I no, I do. on a bar, getting, on a
2: Nirvana I'm, or grunge knowledge. No, no, forget it. I'm not. It's, it's not my territory anyway. To be fair. <laughs> no,
0: yeah. <I> and <laughs> very much bored. Oh, this is probably going to get cut. Very much bored, Tommy, with the uh, how left wing Pearl Jam and their fight against Ticketmaster and refused to play Ticketmaster <laughs> funded venues in the '90s and how they fought against stuff like that the other day. I don't think Tommy was that interested.
1: No, I was. <laughs> I was. I, I was just no. I I uh, I read up on it, but um johnny's won me over with during since we've started this podcast johnny's won me over with a lot of band, like i mean um specifically the replacements who are like now I've become one of my favorite bands who i've not listened to previously but um i think he's trying to like bit by bit trying to win me over on pearl jam but i just can't i can't get past the voice i can't get past his voice it just great voice, is, his voice is
0: the greatest thing that's ever been committed. To... I'm sorry, that, um, sorry, Marvin Gaye, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder,
2: yeah. Now, if see, my wife would happily have this conversation with you if she could just constantly look at pictures of
0: Eddie Vedder. Very handsome. <laughs> Honestly, mate, it's just
2: him and the guy from, um, uh, extreme, oh, you know, more God, than God, words, more than words. Oh, What's God. his bloody name? God almighty, these two, uh, and
1: um, well, you know, that here is well, Kurt Cobain. He's fucking gorgeous as well.
0: Chris Cornell was very good looking. Um, yeah, the lad from they the all... Lemon. Evan Dando from the Lemonheads is very good looking. Mm. It was... Yeah,
1: what is it about these grunge and the, these grungers and their looks? Who
0: who can say for sure? Lucky Terrible.
1: bunch.
0: Must be something in the water of the, the Pacific Northwest.
1: <laughs> it might just be all, all the you know heroin and drugs like making their faces look nice and gaunt
2: in the and the hair, yeah that's a that's a good point 50% I, 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 I was slim before I gave up smoking so <laughs> yes. you know, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> mm.
0: should we move on to Saturday night at uh, Drowning Sound Saturday
2: yes. Saturday as with the the theme of the event of Fort Boyard can you imagine waking up on the Saturday coming into an area that you thought you're like hang on a second I thought this was a a rock-steady soul oasis last <laughs> night. Wrong. The team of Messenger et al. have been sweeping <laughs> and clearing, and all of a sudden, you are waking up to an absolute disco wonderland. Oh. Uh, we have got uh, MFSB, uh, the South Soul Orchestra, Earth, Wind & Fire, Sly and the Family Stone, Shuggy Otis, Curtis Mayfield, because we're also bringing in a bit of funk. Um, Gil Scott Heron, who I almost had as a headliner. Mm. I've already discussed Gil uh
0: he's like my right up there for me i got to do got to give my one gil scott heron fact which was his dad, dad was sorry chris yeah can't on, we, i can't believe you fin- can, can we redo that again and pretend that you didn't
2: that <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> fair fair is fair um i'm gonna go for my headline as someone who i have actually seen live but it wasn't at the point where You would have wanted to have seen them live, even though it was still cool. I want to see live Saturday night. Peak, peak, peak. Whatever you want to pick as that moment in time. Peak James Brown. Yes.
3: One, two, three, four. Get on up Get up Get on up Stay on the scene Get on up I Like a sex machine Get on up Wait a minute Shake your arm Then use your palm Stay on the scene I Like a sex machine You got to have the feeling Shoot your bone Get it together
2: And halfway through He's bringing on print. Get up Get
3: on up Get up Oh
2: Fuck mate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, so, that was weird. I sounded
2: like a scum, <laughs> I just come.
0: You sounded like you were in a jacuzzi at weekend at Dave's.
2: There, <laughs> <laughs> Your face sort of suggested it as well, actually. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah. A long no, old lockdown, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. All it takes to, to make take you own prince. Take you over
1: the edge. <laughs> prince. Any mention of Prince, yeah. <laughs>
2: There's, there's, there's a video, I don't know if you've seen it, because I just it made me think that um, there's a YouTube video, I don't know if you've seen it, I think they were playing at the um, the Apollo in Harlem. James Brown was playing, because he always used to play there, didn't he? And um, halfway through, he invites Michael Jackson and then Prince onto the stage. They're both there in the audience, both very young, you know. And, wow. um, and they both get up on stage with James Brown. And Prince sort of takes his top off and... He looks pretty wasted and just grabs a guitar and starts doing kind of Prince stuff and um, yeah, you just saw, but Prince was very very young then and you thought to yourself ah, oh, you know if you could have both of them absolutely in their prime performing together, James Oof. Brown and Prince, can you imagine it? It's just insane isn't it? Incredible. i tell you what, it will be insane for those bloody lucky bastards at Fort Boyard <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the Tigers would be bloody loving it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that mad scientist who's just losing his mind I've heard he's a big Prince fan actually he's, yeah he's, he's massive <laughs> yeah he only, only only
1: sign of the time. though so. that's the only uh the only album he'll listen to. the only one that
2: he got to smuggle onto the onto the fort on cassette
0: when, when Grandpa tied him down, make sure he didn't have any contraband. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to know what? where he put that cassette. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, J- James, Brown, James, a
3: scientist.
0: James Brown's a really weird one, because like, maybe it would have been about 2001, 2002, Red Hot Chili Peppers took him as their support on tour. Mm. And it's like, surely James Brown is oh, big enough to headline his own tour. That's bigger than anything saw. that Red Hot Chili Peppers can
2: say. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? I saw, I saw him at the, I saw him at the Barbican, which of it's, it, it's hardly the Apollo in Harlem, is it? You know, the, the Barbican in Central London, quite chin scratchy, you know. And he was, he was getting on, um, but it was still cool as hell, you know. And and you're still sitting there when he was doing It's a Man's World, and there's the spotlight you know he did all the sort of james brown review stuff and pretending to collapse in the blanket and all the rest of it pulling him up and what have you but you know i did think to myself remember this moment because the spotlight on james brown is he's singing it's a man's world which obviously he'd have done a million and one times in his life but to see that live not that far from the front you know that's up there this is a man's world this is a
3: wouldn't be nothing nothing without a woman or a girl you see man made the cars.
1: to take us over yeah um how old were you at the time I was seven and a half <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um uh I honestly don't know. I'm terrible with stuff like that. I could say, I could probably be uh, in your I'd, 20s. I would have been in my 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh probably about 25. something like that.
0: I'll be honest, you can say what you want. None of us are going to go back and check.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> true, true. Hang on, how old was James Brown? Chris said he was 34. He's now 43. Oh, he's saying he saw him live two years after he died. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> Did you say you seen Prince live as well? No, I don't. Uh, Prince oh, is mate. the one
2: that got away, oh, man. mate. I actually yeah. had the opportunity... We were sitting there with the computer open, tickets available. testing gigs. No, at the O2 in London, when he did that really long run for a month yeah. or two or whatever it was. And just yeah. sitting there with the laptop open and the ability to press. And then I, and then my wife said, oh, I th- I'm not sure we might be away that weekend. I just have to check. And I was like, well, you're going to check. And then by the time she had checked and we were free, it was over. And that was yeah. Me. Terrible. My brother went, and he he'll constantly go. Oh yeah. Oh god. Oh, honestly, mate, seeing Prince was one of the greatest moments of my life. I just felt pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I
3: have
2: um,
1: I, I have the same regret, which I've spoke spoke probably spoke about three or four times on this podcast. But I feel like I feel there was a whole thing with Prince that he just seemed so evergreen and eternal that you just thought. Ah, I'll, I'll get him next time. Like he, he's not going to die for at least like another yeah, 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 one, yeah. 1, I agree. Years and I, so I, I, I was the same. I, I negated the opportunity to get to ticket. You know when he did all his secret like last minute Manchester gigs.
2: Yeah, yeah, and when he did was it? like he did.
1: five, five, six years, four, five years. Ago yes, maybe.
2: yes, yes, yes. I tried to get tickets to that and failed. Um, yeah. but I, I know what you mean. There didn't feel like a sense of urgency, and you also sort of thought, well, if I see him in five, ten years, he'll still be. Prince. <laughs> Prince, he'll still be doing the same stuff, but yeah. he he died in the year that everybody died, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's same the same, way.
1: really. I'd, I would like, I would have liked him to
2: have his own year. His own year, where nobody else died. (laughs) No one else is allowed to die this year. It's Prince's year of death, like Jesus. That's not even a thing.
0: (laughs) I don't don't think Jesus was the only one that died. Yeah, we've all Uh, seen Life
1: and Brian. There's a few. Yeah, Yeah. there was at
0: least two others at the same time, (laughs) Tommy. Um, on the subject of Prince uh, Chris is a little bit older than us so I just want to ask him was Prince the rumour that he had a rib removed when you were a teenager I brought that up the other day weirdly enough it
2: came <laughs> up in conversation the other <laughs> did day that, did, did you are you asking me whether I started it is that no, what we're getting at <laughs> yes I can officially say that uh, <laughs> I, it, it, what, a, what a crazy rumour to Start though, right? I mean, because is... wait, Johnny. Generationally...
1: Johnny don't... Yeah, Johnny, don't say yours um, because I want to do it after Chris can count us in. Actually, I want to see if ours is the same because I, I reckon it will be. Yeah, it will be. Chris, can you do us the three, two, one?
2: Yeah, of course. Like, what do you mean for the rumor of your generation? Of our generation, because about... well, ah. well,
1: Johnny's like two or three years older than me. But yeah, yeah, yeah no.
2: But 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 the Prince one was dead when I was a teenager. That was be- definitely there. All right, okay. I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Three, two, one. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson, Manson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was the knew. guy from The Wonder Years?
0: No, he what? had the ribbon removed.
2: Oh, oh he yeah, had the ribbon moved.
0: Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, he was so so, so, right, so generation right. oh, got a different goes, one. Yeah, it goes David Bowie, Right. Price, okay. Marilyn Manson, and apparently yeah. the next one along is Harry Styles.
2: Oh, that's gonna really? be the next
0: one. Yeah. Well, Have you
2: heard that? Just Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean look, yeah. the thing is it would pass the time, wouldn't it? But it's quite it's quite an invasive procedure to go through to get to that point. You know, how are you going to excuse it with friends or work or
0: whatever? But just getting just getting changed at the gym and the scars there. That the scars you...
2: there, what what happened? Um... You're like, oh. oh, you're you're <laughs> off work. You're off work for you know you, you're recovering from reasonably major surgery. You're off work for a month. Yeah. People are like, what happened to you, mate? You're like I've never uh, thought of the logistics around it. That's a good I point. I
0: don't think too many yeah. people are asking Prince why he's been off work for a month. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have got it he'd have got it private anyway, wouldn't he? He probably could have got it I awesome. enjoy the fact that we've got yeah, through definitely. that entire segment without mentioning what the actual procedure was. So anybody, anybody that needs to Google it it's so reason, the can re- suck himself other, off. Other
2: than my parents. <laughs> the reason so. I said the reason I said about um uh, Marilyn Manson, there was, there was a show when we were younger called The Wonder Years, right? Which was a, an American kind of teen comedy-ish type Fred thing. Fred Savage. Fred Savage, yeah, exactly. And um, do you remember the guy Paul in The Wonder Years?
0: The news, you know, yeah, People
2: the used to say that he became Marilyn Manson. That's why I brought that up. Johnny knows it. He's nodding his head. He's like, yeah, well boring, mate. He wasn't. Yeah. He
0: hasn't. No, this not true. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't him.
2: It wasn't him. But that guy did have his ribbon removed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him now. That's so funny.
2: He was off work between uh, May and June in 1998.
1: <laughs> yeah, when he missed a couple of episodes of the one years, that was why. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh
0: God. Right. Anyway, moving on. To, moving on to Sunday. At Sunday. Big day. Drowned.
2: Big day. My God, the Sunday's massive. So once again, uh, disco is and uh, funk is a, f- a long lost memory. People are waking up to an afternoon of um, a tribe called Quest, Eric B and Rakim, N.W.A., Public Enemy in their prime, Gang star, and your afternoon headliners, the Beastie Boys. <laughs>
3: Trekkies and TV addicts don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static on. Or your Klingons in your grandma's house Grab your backstreet friend and get loud Blow doors toss off inches, grab it you with the pinches And no, I didn't retire Snatch it off with the needle-nose pliers Black kids, <laughs> will overhaul. What whore With the you've never seen before Liding in the glazing Like Lord King, you know what
2: Yes, and then we push on to the finale into the evening the big curtain down on Fort boyard for another year we're going into uh, a paradise garage set from frankie knuckles and larry levan we're having primal scream doing screamadelica from start to finish the chemical brothers and then seeing us out lcd sound system
3: maybe Maybe all right, and oh, maybe mother told you true, and there'll always be somebody there for you, and you'll never be alone. But maybe she's wrong, maybe I'm right, and just maybe she's
0: wrong.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I was wondering when they were going to
0: me and Tommy have predicted about 10 times when we've had different guests that LCD sound systems are going to come up. <laughs> Sunday, I think this is the first time that they've actually
1: come up. Well, I, you know what? I thought you would get them in there something. but you've, you've probably, <clears throat> out, of, out of everyone I know, you probably might have the biggest, like the vastest array of uh, musical tastes. But, I, I mean, probably, I'm going to say myself second, but you, yeah, <laughs> you're all <laughs> you're, over you're, it, mate. You're all you're over not, it. True, but your knowledge and uh, love of different music. But I, I thought... I think we first started talking at Five Live and it was usually about hip-hop, wasn't it? Because was like, yeah. the rest of these are nerds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, guess I have to take that out. Whereas we're from the streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> the mean streets but... of Shrewsbury. Never yeah. No. yeah, and, and yeah. Mid-Sussex. Sus-
1: <laughs> but, um, no, I just... I, I thought they might come up, but also I thought... I thought you might have like a whole hip hop day, so I was quite surprised that you didn't have a whole like,
2: got whole day. Yeah, but yeah, I've, I've got to get through. I've got to get through the the um the genres. But then, you see, I've kept it quite one sided. I haven't kind of given it any. There's not much guitar based stuff there at all, is there really? But other than that, that evening, but it's that's... The, it's the theme, you know, so that people know, go yeah. to boy go to Boyard, and it's gonna be
0: you're going you're gonna get the funk i was going to say That's on it. this on the subject of guitars and mm-hmm. of one of the headliners well the afternoon headliners beastie boys there's yes. an incredible video of when they perform sabotage on letterman yeah. and i've watched this. Yes. yeah Pernania oh my god yeah,
1: yeah oh my god i they- went through a phase of watching that a lot like a couple of months ago fucking hell <sighs>
2: Have you read the Beastie Boys book?
1: No, but uh, I've been recommending the, the new documentary, actually. I've
2: not watched that yet. So the, the documentary is sort of reflective of the book and vice versa. And there's this great bit where... And I can't find the... I won't be able to find it now. But there's a great bit where... Do you know the rapper Biz Marquee? Do you know that guy? He, yeah. He, he's sort of reasonably big deal in like proper old school hip-hop, you know, like KRS-One and um, yeah. MD that kind of era. And um, Biz Marquis... <laughs> <laughs> he he seems to have been quite a sort of wrecker back in the day. And there's this bit where they go, Yeah, we were in our studios and um and uh we got the a buzz on the on the door and uh they were like, Yeah, who is it? And they went, uh, yo, it's Biz. Uh I'm 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 here to record. And they were like, yo, Biz, um we'll we'll buzz you up and they say <laughs> they buzzed and he didn't come up and then they didn't see or hear from him for another 2 years <laughs> and he's like a mate he's like a mate of theirs <laughs> it's just like ridiculous stuff but the um mm. the when I, I saw the beastie boys at Wembley arena years ago and um they did this very cool thing and I'll describe it as quickly as I can but basically they had this big screen um on the stage yeah and the screen started and it was this um bus in a car park and basically then the person with the camera goes onto the bus sort of goes to the um until you know where all the beds are and wakes wakes them up and it's the Beastie Boys and they get up and they're wearing like those green and yellow Adidas track suits, and they're like, oh, where are we, man? Where are we? And all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, we're at Wembley. And they're like, oh, London, yeah, man. And, and they start walking across the car park and the camera's at them and they're just kind of going,
3: hey, you know, like Beastie Boys. Yeah.
2: And then the next thing, they're through a door and then they're down a corridor. And I'm sort of watching it the whole time thinking, oh, this is recorded. And it's not until there's this light that's them following them coming up the steps and this is all still on the screen and then they're in and wow. then they start in the first track whatever it was and the whole thing was live so you're watching them Fuck. like lying in bed pretending to wake <laughs> up from in the oh. car park on the bus which is <laughs> they probably wouldn't have been going around on the tour bus anyway but anyway it was it was such a cool start to a gig. and the thing that got me was you know uh i it wouldn't be boring obviously but the beastie boys were just so that night you know, great example of just so on point with the hip hop. And then they would just switch to doing kind of, you know, the rock punk punk. And then there was a point where it was like, there was a bit of a break and there was this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Like you would have, um, Jesus, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, If you're on holiday somewhere and you've got like a, a canopy set up, with like lanterns on it and and flowers, a bodega, a bodega, yeah, 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 yeah. Got one of those, and um, the, the sort of stage span around, and they were there in like these velvet lounge suits, and there's these lanterns <laughs> and flowers, and they're playing with like a double bass, and they're just like, fucking, you know. they're just like playing like kind of I don't know lounge funk, you know what I mean? And it was just like. <laughs> These guys, man, it's... just are so talented. Is, and the point is as well that no, no, no white rappers are ever going to be respected in the same way as the Beastie Boys. I can't imagine ever again. Um, and like respected by rap, respected by rock, you know, couldn't put a foot wrong. And there'll never, ever be another group like the Beastie Boys ever again because people will... Immediately, if someone's trying to do it, they'll be like, Oh, yeah, you're trying to be like the Beastie Boys, and that's it. They're unique. No one said, You know what?
1: No, I don't, I feel like no one's even tried, have they? No
2: one's even dared to step foot. So why there. would you just be daft, wouldn't it? You know, how yeah. do you do it? Uh, and also, you you probably would be, even if you're good at the rock side, you'd probably be crap at the hip hop side, and vice versa. But they just had exactly, it. yeah, you know, it was, it was amazing, anyway.
1: You no, know, you know, it's good, um, not in terms of. Like obviously Eminem's, although I'd say he's lost a bit of credibility over the last few albums. But um, Matt Miller, in terms of treading and in terms of being universally respected as one of the best rappers in the world, and then his last album. But then he collaborates yeah. with Ariana Grande, um, obviously his ex-girlfriend. But um, his last album was quite like. Then you just like this guy's got an incredible pop voice and he can play the piano and starting from like he's the only not not in terms of being rock and rap but in terms of being multi kind of respected in a lot of worlds as a white guy in hip-hop he's probably
2: the only one I could
1: yeah 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 yeah. because you've got you've got into him you
2: got into him like (laughs) I think it was off the back of you talking about him probably and uh I thought that was such a considered album and like you know and then so sad in hindsight. So sad in hindsight. And actually, when you listen to the lyrics, you think, okay, this was a guy who was. He was fucking crying out.
3: My regrets look just like texts I shouldn't send. And I got neighbors, they more like strangers. We could be friends. I just need a way out. my head, I'll do anything for a way My own way just feel like living some ultimate reality And I was drowning but now I'm swimming.
2: needed it, needed help big time, but uh yeah, really, really talented. I put it on in the car and the girls are just like can we not listen to this again? <laughs> because it, it, it's quite sort of Brian depressing in out. lots of yeah, ways, it is, isn't yeah. it? But I mean, yeah, really, you know, immensely talented guy, no doubt.
0: No mention for Vanilla Rice in terms of well-respected <laughs> type. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's that whole story
2: of Suge Knight um, <laughs> holding him over the balcony by his ankles, isn't there, and him pissing himself. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean with laughter.
1: <laughs> also, do you remember when Vanilla Rice was on that fucking... Um, that farm uh, reality TV show with Rebecca Luz yeah, when she was... Yeah, let's talk about
0: what Rebecca Luz did oh, on that programme. We've already discussed that. <laughs> we Good
2: point. Fun, Funny that, that pig had a uh, rib removed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was actually uh, one of the optimists <laughs> to
0: have a jacuzzi with.
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, Chris, how come... Well, I need to ask why, but for the listener... I, I, sorry, I don't need to ask why, but for the listener um how come lcd sound system
2: uh i mean you know i i've always loved sort of talking heads and that new york sound um the kind of post-punk sound and uh lcd sound system seem to have just brilliantly you know the moment they arrive pick up on that uh style go with it and they've never put a foot wrong as soon as i started listening to them you know i I, uh, and particularly as you sort of get older, you, you think when I hear, I don't even have to hear it. I just start thinking, I'm losing my edge. <laughs> and I just think <laughs> it's so relatable now. Uh, when I proposed to my now wife of 12 years, uh, when I big was, up Hannah, big up Hannah, big up to Hannah, when I was, um, uh, you know i sort of decided to propose to her it's quite a big deal obviously and all my friends was like proper big tune at that moment in time And uh, i'm i'm not gonna say how many years ago that was because those same people will be like well hang on a second and uh and yeah but basically that was big t- and it followed me around man, like everywhere in terms of my thought process at that time even to the point when uh, I'm not going to get into the detail. I've gone into the detail on air before I got told of my <laughs> wife. but Let's just say she had to weigh up the options when I proposed to her. And I remember being in the hotel room and I turned on MTV, which was, you know, sorry, whatever these days. But all my friends, the video came on and I was just like, holy shit, you know, at this big moment. And then, um, and I've seen them live. And the last time I saw them live was at the Warehouse Project in Manchester. um, Yes, was in the previous um, venue, uh, and that was really Victoria Warehouse. Yeah, and it's a very kind of packed-in environment there, under the arches and the railway arches. And um, great, great. I I was there with some of my best friends who come up from London um, up to Manchester, and um, I just it's just such a glorious experience to see them live. And we were really close up front and you know, that the crass mix of um yeah, 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 you know, yeah, 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 I remember just and thinking, well, I know how mad this tune goes. And we were <laughs> all so well up for it. And I just, it was just, I don't know. It was probably one of the happiest moments because my wife was there, my best mates were there. And, you know, it was aside from kind of family life where you find different, moments of happiness it was just such a happy moment to look around and think yeah my favorite people, <laughs> my favorite music great yeah. venue and just loving it and actually you know it's weird isn't it to sort of think of a moment like that given where we are the now current and the circumstances sort of, yeah and sort of think bloody hell that feels like uh, uh, like luxury in life doesn't it to have that yeah. sort of circumstance but well, yeah
1: well you were well I was no, beautifully beautifully put it kind of that made me really nostalgic for gigs because i think when when have i been I'm, end of I last year i haven't went to had
0: see... a winger as good since
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh good very good i'll tell, I tell uh, you what, I, I, I was just gonna I, say i sorry i saw hot chip there at the end of last year who were absolutely amazing and then uh supergrass there this yeah, year yeah. probably a week before lockdown a week or two before lockdown uh, the week of my 30th birthday um but yeah that venue and also i wanted to just it reminds me that song as well Or my friends you know yes in in manchester which yeah, yeah, is yeah, always yeah. worth which Brilliant. is always worth a big up because it's, it's very inc- very good now, that pink it, room it's, is wicked it's incredible and wes and john are friends of mine and like they've done an amazing job but that, no, they're um, they're friends
2: of mine as well. Oh yeah, friends of mine. Yeah, they're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not. I don't know them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they they have on the wall, don't they? They have painted if they, they have some of the lyrics as you go mm. up the stairs, I think, mm. to the pink room, and they've got "If I Could See All My
2: Friends Tonight."
1: Yeah, And that's every time right. I say, yeah,
2: it's just beautiful song. I also. Um, it was one of those moments where we were right towards the front because we had just seen Joe Goddard, who was supporting. So I thought, well, that's worth getting there. And it was all like you know packed kind of place anyway. And um, and I said to uh, I just said to my wife, I was like, you know, this again is yeah, being forty three. I turned to her and just said, I really really need a piece. And she went, <laughs> oh, you're gonna miss like one of your favourite groups. And I and I was just like, but I'm I also don't want to watch them like really, really needing a piss, you know? Uh, and she was like, well, it's up to you. So I just went, I'm going to have to go. And it was like, you know, the sort of back end of Joe Goddard's set. And I remember going off to the side and I just saw this bloke and I went, mate, where's a toilet that I can just get to really easily? And he went, oh, there's some just around here. Huge queue. And I said, no, 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 that's no good. I said, where are some other ones? He goes, right at the back. And you could go round the side, right at the back. And I was there. And then Joe Goddard sort of finished. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just thought, I'm just going to have to be that guy. And it was like one of the only times in my life that I have just um, basically smashed my way through the crowd in order to get back yeah. to the front, which I never normally do at all. But it was like, completely it's almost, like it's, must, you know? it's
1: almost like out of body, isn't it? You're just like, yeah, you're kind of, you're I don't care like- about you people. I don't yeah. care. This <laughs> is about
2: my own personal enjoyment. And it's just, you know, uh, but
1: yeah, I it's thought you uh, ju- I thought you were gonna say you pissed on like on on someone. <laughs> would have been a better story, someone. wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I did. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: Tommy, do you want to go through uh, Chris's festival in full?
1: Yeah, I'll go through uh Chris Warburton's fest Chris Warburton's your fest. So it's on the west coast of France at Fort Boyard, Channel 5's uh, famous Fort Boyard, with a hologram version of uh, Dirty Den, Melinda, <laughs> Messenger, Mad Scientist, and some hologram tigers. The festival is called Drown in Sound, and the weekend progresses through the age of music. The food and clothes and themes will kind of reflect the music of that day. Uh, so it's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday festival. On Friday, you get in there, you get into the Fort Boyard and you've got some Northern Soul, reggae and Scar playing, Toots and the Maytells, Lee Scratch-Perry, and then the night's finished with the legends that are Nina Simone, Stevie Wonder, Reva Franklin, and closing the night, we just about picked it with Marvin Gaye. Saturday, we've got uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Sly and the Family Stone, Curtis Mayfield, Gil Scott-Heron, and then the headliner for that night is James Brown. Halfway through, he's bringing on the legend, the one and only Prince. Uh, finishing off the festival on the Sunday, we've got a bit of a hip-hop theme in the morning afternoon with Tribe Cool Quest, Public Enemy, Gangstar, and the afternoon headliners will be the Beastie Boys. Then we go into the evening part of the Sunday where we have Primal Scream doing Screamadelica Delica in full, Chemical Brothers, and finishing off the whole festival, LCD Sound System. Chris Warburton, thank you for coming on your fest, my friend.
2: Thank you very much indeed, fellas. It has been an absolute pleasure.
0: Sorry for, sorry for all the hypotheticals. <laughs> I can live with
2: them. I know it is literally the theme of the whole thing. So you don't really need to apologise, <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, mate.
0: That was episode 20 of Your Fest with Chris Warburton and a lovely, delightful trip to the west coast of France to Fort Boyard. Um, thankfully, uh, Melinda Messenger... Thankfully, Melinda Messenger wasn't there. Um, Tommy might have a different uh, opinion.
3: That's
1: harsh.
0: Yeah, I do have a, di- I do have a different opinion, yeah. And not
1: for any any sort of... through um... it. Yeah, well, no. I, 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 I think... You know what, after, and I hope this is the case for some of the people listening, after we recorded that episode, I went on a massive Fort Boyard binge on YouTube. And let me tell you, that programme is even more insane than you will probably remember. So I would recommend doing that as well.
0: (laughs) If you enjoyed this podcast, go and check out um, Fort Boyard on YouTube. Um, (laughs) But you can also follow Chris on Twitter at chris warburton underscore you can follow your fest on twitter and instagram at your fest podcast you can follow me on twitter just please do not follow me on instagram for the Don't final time it. i've had enough of this at Don't johnny gabriel it. come on and you can follow tommy on twitter and instagram he welcomes instagram followers at i do
1: tom andrew stew instagram's where i my best ladies and gentlemen so
0: that's on Um, uh, go onto the bbc sounds app and listen to chris's um documentaries we've already recommended them end of days really good one about waco ecstasy the battle of the rave all about the history of rave music he's also done one about the staircase um true crime thing which you might have you might have watched the documentary going yes actually yeah. yeah um but we'll be back again next week for episode 21 the key to the door um of our podcast so please in the meanwhile go back and listen to our previous episodes this is the first one you've listened to give us a review follow us on instagram follow us on twitter follow out of context your fest on twitter as well um yeah a big shout out to juliet for doing all that nonsense she's on good form
1: she's on good form at the moment
0: and we'll see you again next week bye love Love you bye Bye bye